In the previous episode... There is no evidence that the amount of toxic chemicals in any food that you eat, there is no evidence anywhere that those chemicals are harmful to the human body. There is no evidence. You can't show me a study. There is none. But what the industry is conveniently ignoring is that these chemicals accumulate in the body. And when they accumulate, now you get toxic amounts. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. Today, we're going to talk about strategies for managing autoimmune conditions, in particular, how like managing the gut and blood sugar and stress can actually help your patients or clients to reverse autoimmunity. And we're going to talk about a specific case related to eczema, which as we know, is an autoimmune disease that affects the skin. If you're a health practitioner who really wants to help people to get well, not to just cover up symptoms, not to just apply protocols, whether nutritional or pharmaceutical, we are doing a live event that's just right for you. It's called Functional Nutrigenomics in Clinical Practice. And it's all about how you can learn the genetic testing you can do with people to help you to personalize their diet and lifestyle plans. And when you put that together with your typical really great functional history and lab testing, you're going to have all you need. So join us for an online virtual event that you can attend from anywhere. It's June 2nd to 4th, 2023. And you can get there by going to nesliveconference.com. That's nesliveconference.com. And we'll also put the link on the show notes page. So our guest today is amazing background. She has a medical background and she has a an alternative health background. And she's passionate about helping people to change their diet and their lifestyle so that they can achieve optimal wellness. So Valerie Mills is a licensed registered nurse who absolutely loves to educate. And she does lots of stuff on Facebook. She does wonderful Facebook lives and really gets engaged with people and teaches them how to take charge of their health. She was able to reverse her own autoimmune disease, eczema, which she was born with and suffered from for many years until she discovered natural approaches that completely turned it around. One of the things that stands out in my mind is a story she told me years ago about how it was so painful and itchy and irritating as a child that she would go and stand near the stove and allow the heat to 
penetrate her arm so that it didn't hurt as much. That's pretty severe. And she was able to turn it around and you're going to be able to help your clients as well. She's completed a doctor of natural health degree. She's certified in nutritional endocrinology. Um, She has a natural health professional degree, herbalism degrees. She's a graduate in nutrition and nutritional therapy. And she even has a license in pastoral science and medicine. So you can hear that she is well-rounded, versed in both the natural approaches and in the standard medical approaches. And she worked in acute care hospital as a telemetry nurse and educator. And she saw countless patients not truly get well. And this frustrated her because she has a huge heart and wants to see people get well and got into medicine, you know, and nursing because of that desire. So she resigned to pursue her work in natural wellness. So her journey to achieve glowing skin has been successful. If you see her, she has beautiful skin now. And she learned the power of food and keeping the body healthy, keeping the gut healthy, the blood sugar balanced, and keeping stress at a minimum. So we are here to talk to her. She's also the co-author of a book called The Image in the Mirror that was released back in uh, January of 2021. She loves to be active. She loves to be out in nature. I've seen her out there with her garden and more power to her. You are going to love this talk today with Dr. Valerie Mills. Hello, hello, hello. Hello and greetings, Dr. Rita Marie. Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited. Well, I'm super excited to have you here as well. So what I wanted to start with is a little background on what you discovered to turn your own health around. And then I want to talk about a little bit about other people that you've worked with, with autoimmune diseases. So you discovered that you had this autoimmune disease. I mean, as a kid, you didn't know you had an autoimmune disease. You didn't even probably know it was called eczema. You just knew that you had this painful, itchy, horrible skin. So tell us a little bit about that journey and then how you work with your own clients to help them reverse their autoimmune disease. Yeah, well, my journey, wow, has been an experience and a, a great learning experience. Through my journey, I remember as a young person, going back and forth to the dermatologist, being put under ultraviolet light. But one thing that I, as I continue to um, um, have this expression of the severe eczema is that it was not helping. It was not sufficing. What they were doing was just not effective. And when I got older and was able to make decisions on my own, I started my own research. And throughout going through acupuncturists, massage therapists, naturopathic doctors, um, getting sauna treatments, all these things, no one ever talked to me about nutrition. And so I remember in nursing school, we had a nutrition course, and it was just a basic, really, what is nutrition? And But as far as really how nutrition could help a person's health, that wasn't learned. So my journey began um, having gone through all of those types of practitioners and not getting any results. I started to look at what I was putting into my body. The foods that I was eating were considered to be healthy foods, but I learned that they were not healthy for my body. So I just started tracking what I was eating, started increasing my um, fluid intake, and just started to recognize that things were changing through my skin. 
And so that's really what got me into going more into to learning more about nutrition and, and anything wellness and herbs that would help to to heal my body and to not have that expression. Wow. So it's interesting that you you did all the traditional medicine, not not, not traditional, <laughs> conventional medicine. I hate to use the word traditional when it comes to that, because really the stuff that you went to next is more traditional. But you went through conventional medicine, and they put you on drugs, and they did all kinds of treatments, and it didn't get better. And when you started to look at alternatives, you still didn't get better, right? You started to to do the acupuncture and all that because nobody was addressing the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. so to speak, right? What you were eating, okay? So how quickly, once you started to identify food sensitivities and started to change your diet, and, and I, I want to hear more about how you worked on your gut because I've heard you speak about that before. I want to know how quickly did you see changes? Wow, I think probably for me within a week, to be honest, about a week for me. And then within two weeks, I saw some real dramatic changes that just empowered me more to continue to stay the course. Um, So, I yeah. That's quick. That's really quick considering, you know, what, 20-something years of or 20-ish years of suffering. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Wow. So talk about the gut. It's your food, right? And you found some Mm -hmm. sensitivities. You could share what some of those were because they will be different from person to person, but there's going to be commonalities as you're working with clients and patients with autoimmune conditions. There are some common ones and then there might be some unique ones. I remember you mentioning something about bananas. So go ahead and tell us more about that. Yeah, so thank you for reminding me of the bananas. That was one of the first things that I was going to share is the bananas. Um, I used to really enjoy eating bananas, but when I started to pay attention when I was eating bananas, I just recognized I didn't really feel right. Um, Sometimes I would have skin expressions and sometimes not, but I just didn't feel right in my gut. And so... Um, one of the things that I did when I was doing acute care nursing and working in a hospital setting is I trained new employees. And so I was teaching about latex allergy and sensitivity. And I recognized that um, bananas, their skin is natural latex. It has natural latex. So I started looking at anything that had skin, um, kiwi, potatoes, um, bananas, all of those foods I, w- I remember eating but felt weird, didn't feel right. So when I stopped eating those for at least four days to a week, and then I didn't have these expressions or that feeling, I'm like, hmm, there's something to that. So that's one of the most profound things that I recognized was anything that has natural latex. I used to tend to be very sensitive to that. To this day, I really, I like bananas, but I don't eat them unless they're about green. But um, that peeling of that banana, it just, I don't know if I have a mental block with it, but that's that natural latex. It just, I just don't feel good with it. Well, this is a good thing for us to look at because a lot of us look at, you know, gluten and dairy and eggs and, you know, the common allergens, and we help people to get off of those, especially if they have an autoimmune disease. But 
the latex thing, that combination, it's like identifying a specific food like bananas, but you mm-hmm. went deeper with that to look at, well, what's the commonality? What other foods have this latex? And what it, could that be it, right? And so that was mm-hmm. really, really intuitive of you. The other interesting thing that I recognize is um, I could not tolerate citrus, um, specifically oranges. Now, I could get by with eating grapefruit, but oranges just did not agree with my body system, and I still don't eat oranges to this day. Um, I can do some grapefruit, but I learned also that the citrus had um, a profound negative effect on my body to the point that I used to drink lemonade all of the time, Mm. which has probably kind of impacted it. But I used to enjoy drinking lemonade, but I drank lemonade one night. It was in a carton. It was before I was more aware of um, how things are processed, but it was in a carton and I woke up because I couldn't breathe. Mm. When I looked in the mirror, my face was swollen, my throat was swelling, and I was breaking out in hives. I was having a full-blown allergic anaphylactic response and we tracked it back to having drank that lemonade and so I even watch how I consume lemons mostly I do lime my body does not really tolerate lemons so I do lime so the citrus and those peelings had a similar effect um, and really some stone fruits as well and though some people may not even consider that but stone fruits peaches mango plums I tended to feel unusual anytime I ate those so I just stopped eating them Wow. So you discovered all this on your own. And then so you you got great reactions or great responses. Then what prompted you to go, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I want to go, I want to go learn this and I want to teach people a better way. Well, many things. Um, I'll just share two. Um, one, being in the hospital and seeing people come in with various diagnoses or labels of health imbalance, I will say, and them being given recommendations or prescriptions that would hopefully resolve their challenges. However, in my perception, that did not happen. And it appeared that they would be returners to the hospital for the same issue, but it be amplified. And then also my dad. My dad was a diabetic. He was diagnosed diabetic. I think I was about 11 when he was diagnosed when I learned of that. And my dad passed away at the age of 56. He was getting ready to retire. He and my mom were had already planned some things that they were going to do. But he was exposed to some fuel fumes from a, a fuel spill at his workplace. And it just got his endocrine system all out of balance, so he never got to go to work, back to work. He actually never got to literally retire. He ended up on disability, and to make a long story short about that, he ended up with both legs amputated below the knee, a left hand amputated, and fingers off of his right hand amputated because of complications of the diabetes, the blood sugar dysregulation, the blood sugar imbalance. So um, he was my biggest fan for me going into natural wellness. Mm. 
Um, we used to talk about it, and he did what he could to be helpful as a truck driver. You could not, and it's still the case, be a truck driver and take insulin shots. So we would do what I knew at the time to help keep his blood sugar in balance. And so when um, things got more intense and I told him that I wanted to go into natural health, at first he was like, mm, you're already a nurse, um, but we'll see about it. But later on, um, right, it was two weeks before he passed away, actually, it was a moment where I was at the hospital working. I was actually training some nursing assistant students, and I get a call from my mom, and she was panicking. She said, your dad's not breathing. And I just froze where I was. And I said, okay, I'm coming. Um, I threw everything down that I had, ran to my office, which was downstairs on the way out, and told them that I was leaving to come and see about my dad. When I got home, he was actually um, breathing and talking. We called the ambulance on the way to the, when I left the hospital. So when I got home and I was talking to him, I said, do you know who I am? Because I wasn't really sure. He said, yes, you are Dr. Valerie. And so that confirmed in me that I needed to go on and pursue this area of health care and wellness because he himself deemed me doctor before any school did. Wow. That is so amazing, Valerie. You are such a trooper. And you basically pursued it for him, it sounds like. I mean, you did it, obviously, for yourself and for other people, but, like, he really was the impetus for you yeah. getting all these, like, long list of degrees and certifications. Wow. So you reversed your own autoimmune disease this way. You weren't able to help people when you were in the hospital because the, the techniques and the strategies didn't include food and attitude and stress reduction and all that. So I want to hear more. So you, uh, you joined us in NEPT probably, oh, like five years ago, four yeah. years ago? I think 2018. 2018. Four, so four years ago, you graduated last year. And um, how did that give you, did that add to your strategies? Because you got your doctor of natural medicine, you've got, you know, herbalism and all that. So how did going through the NEPT program help you to really be, you know, systematic about your approach in dealing with autoimmune people? Um, you said a key word, systematic. It allowed me to see the system that I worked through myself without even recognizing it, but be able to put into practice with other people, systematic, and not jump around. Um, and it's like you have roadmaps within the program. It allowed me to actually see the roadmap that I traveled, so it made it easier for me to help other people be able to get on the road, whatever point they're on, and go to the next milestone. So the roadmap, the systematic approach. That's great. That's great. I'm really so glad to hear that because I always wonder when people have had a lot of degrees before they come to us, you know, what that that process is that we envelop or en encompass that helps them to get to the next step. So do you have any particular cases you'd like to tell us about of people you've worked with with autoimmune conditions and kind of go through that systematic approach? Okay. So this is one of the first um, 
cases that I worked with, this is while I was working with my, completing my doctor of natural health. I, there was a co-worker who had a son. He was 10 years old, and I actually just got to see him um, a few weeks ago. He is now early 20s. Nice. So, um, but 10 years old, his mother was telling me that he had this terrible eczema no matter what she did, no matter what prescriptions he got, no matter what cream she put on him, what salve, it would only just just put a it be a band-aid for a short amount of time. So she agreed to be one of my projects for school. So we talked about what he was eating for breakfast. We just simply started with breakfast. We didn't even work at lunch to start, but we started with breakfast. And we learned that one of the things that he ate every morning was oatmeal and bananas. There goes those bananas again. Yes, those bananas. One of the other things that I learned for myself going through my journey was oatmeal. I used to eat oatmeal all of the time. So putting those two together with him eating oatmeal and bananas all the time, I suggested that she try a different breakfast type foods. I don't really remember right now what we um, suggested, but I do know that she did not give him oatmeal and the bananas for a week and the eczema began to resolve and within two weeks it was gone wow and since i just saw her actually a couple of weeks ago she said he still has never had any more challenges with the eczema because she learned to pay attention to what he was eating we talked about some other possible food triggers and so she just started paying attention to what she was um, giving him for his food. Wow. That's great. That's awesome. And it's a simple process. It's a simple but not necessarily easy for people to implement because then they're getting rid of their favorite foods. And as a practitioner, it helps to be able to offer them alternatives and offer them recipes and maybe some other things as well. So did you use your herbal uh, background or maybe you didn't have it at that point, your herbal at that point, I didn't have it, but there was also another later on after I started working with my herbal education, um, parents would come to me expressing their their challenges with their children who have eczema. And even some of my nieces and nephews had eczema. Being that I had had the herbal education by then, I went through the same process. What are you feeding them? And I would even go with my family. I go a little bit more hard. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like, how much sugar are you giving them? Um, because sugar makes a difference. And I will remind them of the familial history on both sides of our family for the blood sugar dysregulation. And I will just explain to them how that may impact the skin's expression because of the the impact it has on the whole digestive system. So we go through what are they eating we go through um, what are kind of activities there are they involved in because nowadays many children are not as active as we were. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're more technology. So with the herbal part with them, I was at the time I started making my own skin products because of my own journey. So one of my favorite herbal things that I would recommend is calendula. Mm. And I would recommend calendula being used as a wash instead of soap. 
or even um, sometimes I would make a salve with just calendula and no fragrance for them to have to put on for the the discomfort for the skin. So calendula is my favorite go-to when it comes to skin um, issues. And also internally, if you drink it as a tea, it can also soothe that gastrointestinal lining to help to repair it. So that is my go-to for that. And then the other one, because sometimes when um, individuals have expressions of eczema, they may also express other allergies or respiratory challenges. So one of my other favorite go-to with herbs is stinging nettles, is to recommend that. Making a a nourishing infusion or a tincture. My nieces and nephews would go for the tincture quicker than the nourishing infusion. But those are my two go-to herbs for the eczema or allergy sensitivities of that nature. Well, it also sounds like those can be helpful for anything related to the gut, right? Because uh, minimally, well, nettles, in addition to being so good for the allergy symptoms, is loaded with minerals and nutrients that other foods don't necessarily have. And when someone is dealing with leaky gut, which is a predisposing factor to all autoimmune diseases, quite frankly, what what the nettles can do is to nourish the tissues in the gut lining to heal. And then the calendula, you know, we use that a lot in leaky gut formulas to help heal. So let's go, I mean, the, the stuff, this is really fascinating. You've had the experience with the skin and then people are really um, dealing with this and they're trying to do all kinds of treatments like you did. Imagine if you had had this when you were a kid. Imagine if somebody slept on some calendula and gave you some calendula tea to take. How much different and took away the bananas um, and, yeah. and the, the gluten and the other things. So what other foods do you find um, are common sensitivities when folks have eczema or another kind of autoimmune disease? Um, nuts. Knowing that nuts are not all the same, one of my other triggers that I learned about was pecans, cashews, walnuts, those type nuts. To make it simple, my body tolerates seeds, not nuts. Peanuts, which is a legume. However, I remember walking in Whole Foods when Whole Foods got to be the thing around here. And I did not recognize it for a while. But anytime I walked over to that peanut aisle and someone was making fresh peanut butter, I would start to break out an itch. And I didn't make the connection until one day my little cousins were here at our home and they wanted a snack. We had peanut butter. I didn't eat it, but it was here in the house because my sibling did. So I was simply preparing peanut butter sandwiches for them. Of course, it had gluten. That was before I knew about the gluten and how it impacts the gastrointestinal system. But I was just simply making them peanut butter sandwiches. And I started to break out in hives and started to break out in itch and started to have trouble breathing. I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? So I put that together. So another thing with autoimmunity is watching the nuts and sometimes for some people, even the seeds, um, those type things. They're, the fascinating thing when it comes to food and health is that food is powerful and recognizing that just because it is deemed healthy does not mean that it is healthy for you. One of the great things about 
NEPT, being in the Nutritional Endocrinology Program, is to make sure that we customize, we individualize for the person. Don't treat the person as a box. Treat them as a person. Treat them as an individual. Do that investigative um, thing that we do to find out that person and what their needs are. And that has been so impactful. Um, I have done a lot of things with eczema, but one of my other cases that I would like to share with you is having worked with a person who had full-blown lupus. Yes, I would love to hear that. Lupus. She is a, and I've talked to her, it's been a year now, and she is still doing quite well. When she approached me to work with me, her numbers were very, very high. Even her electrolytes were all out of balance. Her potassium was near seven. Mm. So she had a physician who actually would allow her to share information because I cautioned her to share about sharing information, um, certain things that we talked about with her physician. But her physician was actually open to me sharing things. And of course, that was limited to what I would share. However, working with this particular person, here's what I did again. I started with what she was putting in her body. Um, When I started working with her, there was nothing from my perspective that she was putting in her body that was of nutritional value. And she was dehydrated. She was not drinking any water. It was all caffeine or um, some juice that was with um, high fructose corn syrup, all of those things. So bottom line, I started working with her and she was actually on the verge of being in the hospital when I started working with her. And we took baby steps. We started with our hydration, just plain water. And then I started to introduce some herbal teas um, to just get her some nutrients. Again, that stinging nettles to get her some nutrients. And then I started to work with her breakfast, what she was eating for breakfast, and transforming her nutrient-missing breakfast with nutrient foods that will allow her to get some nourishment. So we went through that phase of hydration and nutrients step by step. And one of the last times I talked with her, she called me in a panic, and she even three-wayed her doctor at the time because she would did, couldn't remember what the doctor had told her. She called to tell me that her potassium was 5.5 and the doctor was in a panic. So I said, okay, but remember, now this is with the doctor on the phone. She called the doctor on the phone. I said, but you remember when we started working together, it was 7.5, and now it's down to 5.5. Wow. And her, her red blood cell count dramatically improved. Her um, immune markers dramatically decreased. So when I helped them to realize where she was and where she had come, then they all took a deep breath and was like, wow, that is correct. And we simply started with hydration and food, making sure that she was putting nourishing food and fluids in her body. And that was, we did that before we even started to work on the sleep part. Wow. So this, you know, as you go through this, it reminds me, there's a lot of a lot of people studying functional medicine these days, a lot who have come through an allopathic route, nor nursing or doctors like you, um, but they they tend to be always looking for what lab tests do I need to run and what 
nutrients do I need to give without actually looking, like your experience with the acupuncturist, naturopaths. They were looking at things that are important, obviously, but they were looking at it without first looking at the basics. And I think that this is just a reintroduction. Yeah, we need to know how to read labs. We need to know how to, you know, order, you know, or recommend specific labs for specific functional areas of the body. That's super important. But if we do that and then recommend supplementation as a result of those those uh, responses, and we don't really go into the basics of the food, then we're putting the person at risk of not getting better. And especially with autoimmune stuff, because yeah, there's there's the stressors, there's the leaky gut, uh, some people have heavy metals, but a lot of folks are not looking and they're not taking the time to look at the food. And I think that yes, when people come in and they're um, on a pristine diet and they're meditating and they're sleeping and they still have issues, yeah, there's a lot of tests we're going to run to try to figure out what's the missing piece. But don't do all that at instead of looking first at the diet and the sleep and some of the basics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Great. So as we close, come to a close of this conversation, I know we could talk for hours about, about this in general, but what are one or two things that you can offer to the practitioners who are listening to help them with um, dealing with these autoimmune diseases, which I think is the real epidemic right now. People are suffering from uh, autoimmune diseases way, way more than they ever have been before. So what would you, what kind of things would you throw out there to doctors, nurses, health coaches who are listening, or acupuncturists and naturopaths too, who, you know, you saw in your journey and didn't look at the basics? What are the one or two things that you would leave them with? One, listen to the person. Oh, yes. Two, Keep it simple. Mm. And I say keep it simple because I remember in nursing school, I remember all of the theory and all of that was wonderful, but it wasn't always simple. It didn't always make sense. But I believe when we keep things simple and work within the space and at the point where our clients are, they receive us better they receive what we're sharing with them better and they're able to do what I like to call pass. They're able to pass from where they are to where they're going to be. Awesome. Great advice. So we've been speaking with Dr. Valerie Mills. We will have all of her contact information on the show notes page. And I'm super excited. Thank you so much for being here today, Valerie. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I want to leave you all with this. As practitioners, we're here to help our patients. And one of Valerie's, her first recommendation is listen. So many of the people we see have not been listened to. They've got a diagnosis on a piece of paper. They walk in with whatever that is, and they really need to be heard. And when you listen and you listen to what they're doing and what inspires them and what what aggravates their symptoms, that's when you get really, really good progress. And it gives you that insight as to what they need to be doing. The second thing is, we need to understand this stuff. We really do need to understand how the immune system works, how the gut works, how the blood sugar balancing, how all this stuff plays in. And then what are our tools? What are our natural tools that we have? The biggest one is 
Let's look at what they're eating as a starting point. And the more you guys master the art of teaching and empowering your clients and patients to use the power of food, to use the power of the natural lifestyle activities that make sense, the better you're going to get, the better your results are going to be. And they're going to think of you as the hero who solved this problem that nobody else was able to solve. And you're going to have a fulfilling and very... um, lucrative type practice because people are going to start to send people your way. And that's what we're here for, right? We really want to help people. We want to be able to make this our main thing that we do in life. And uh, so I would encourage you to go to the reinventhealthcare.com slash immune and download the, the guide that I gave you that has a lot of these basics that Valerie talked about today in terms of foods and, and in terms of nutrients and things like that and herbs as well. And just go on and Put this stuff into action. Visit our page, visit reinventhealthcare.com, and there's a, a link at the top. You can post your questions. We, we periodically check those questions and incorporate those into our future talks. So I invite you to just go out and be unstoppable as a practitioner and use this methodology to help people get well. We're here to change the system and reinvent healthcare. So until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the Reinvent Healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at reinventhealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.